did you just bang a glass off your teeth? I did. Wow. Yes. Wow. I have a drink. I, I thought I won a prize. Ding. Oh. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I just uh, we just showed our boys. We just. I'm, when's this airing? March at this point. We <laughs> over the holidays we showed our boys um, Airplane, the movie, for the first time. Did ever. they like it? Um, Duncan did. Simon didn't seem as interested. I mean, they both sat and watched it, but like Duncan was definitely laughing more. He's the he's the eighteen year old. He's got a definitely that sense of humor. Simon's a little more. I don't want to say cerebral because he's an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely a different sense of humor. Oh gosh, I love this movie, Zucker. Yeah, Zucker Abrams and Zucker. Yeah. I had just read a book about the making of the movie, so I was watching for like certain things. You know the scene where um, Robert Hayes' character, they do that flashback to Vietnam, and they're dancing, the disco dance? He, there's a thing where he gets like flipped off the stage, and when he jumps back on, it's, it's a stuntman that jumps back on. But you can see Robert Hayes in the crowd, like crouched down, like waiting. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, stuff gosh. I would not have known if I hadn't read that book. Even my, I mean, that's a movie that, I mean, I, I suppose it probably hasn't infiltrated the culture as much now because the culture is much younger. No, th there were at least three or four times where the kids were like, oh, that's where that meme came from. Yeah, because the, the whole, even my mother does the. Like, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Don't call, yes. Yep, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was one of them. <sighs> Can we talk about Zucker, Zucker and Abraham Abrams movies rather than talking about these two issues of. Her? Heroes Reborn. All right, Avengers number seven came out in May of 1997. Look at that cover. It's the Masters of Evil, kind of. It is plotted by Liefeld and Loeb. Why oh. is why is Ultron holding Psycho Pirate's mask? He's not in this universe. <laughs> uh, scripted by Jeff Loeb, penciled by Ian Churchill, inked by Larry Stucker, John Sabol, and Norm Rapman. I'm going to keep interrupting your credits here because you're just repeating some of the same stuff over and over again. But that was a different episode. Lettered <laughs> by Richard Starkings and Comicraft, colored by Andy Troy, separations by Extreme Color, colors... Color FX by Donald Skinner. Not enhancements anymore. I got rid of Drew. Yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew outstate his welcome, apparently. It's called Help. So the cover I had mentioned is not done by Liefeld anymore. It, it looks 100 times better. Yeah. Like you can actually see like, what's yeah. going on. Oh, look, characters. It's also the first interesting cover of this series. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is something different. This is intriguing. Loki is pouting. He's figured out that he's in an alternate reality, and he's frustrated that he can't even win here where there is no Odin. You got all of that from this splash page where he just says mud? No, he keeps he keeps <laughs> talking. You can't shut him where up. Did, where, did these, where did these skulls come from that he's resting on? It's like a whole throne of skulls. He's got one in his hand. There's candles with under skull. Wait, where is he? He seems to be on the Rainbow Bridge, which is weird because there's not supposed to be an Asgard. So how is there a Rainbow Bridge? And the Tree of Life, what's that called? Yggdrasil? Yeah. Uh, then the Enchantress shows up to confirm that their plans are all set. That makes him happy. Now she's wearing fur at her ankles. Where are any of these people? They're just floating in space. On the remains of Avengers Island, Iron Man and Nick Fury talk. They finish transferring all S.H.I.E.L.D. personnel and materials off the island, but S.H.I.E.L.D. won't give back the Vision since he was created by someone who worked for them. So they're saying that the vision was work for hire. I was going to say, this feels like an Image Comics kind of corollary with Marvel. I was wondering if this was an intentional slam from the creators against Marvel. But Liefeld's gone at this point. Oh, no, no this is his last here. issue. This, this is his this last is, issue. This is why he was gone. Right? <laughs> You're out. They're like, oh, I get it. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Iron Man isn't happy but won't fight it because Henry Pym has disappeared? Which, what does that matter? He's like, I would fight it if I knew where Henry Pym was. Um, okay. Anywho. I guess he was saying that since Pym's not around to vouch for like the fact that you could have Vision, then we're gonna, just going to keep him anyway because he's useless without Pym around? I'm very confused. Where is Dr. Pym? My favorite scene here, though, is this panel where Iron Man's flying away and he's holding a briefcase. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Uh, Pym is still stuck inside the Vision, shrunk into the size of an ant. He's been battling the, vision, the Vision's immune system and trying to get out of the Vision. Again, they didn't call him Ant-Man ever. Nope. Iron Man is heading back to work when Thor joins him. Thor seems very arrogant today. They arrive at Avengers Mansion, which is their new HQ. And this was Stark's family's house. Yes. Why is there a giant A on the roof? I guess that was added. <laughs> Renovations. Thor, when they're flying, Thor says, There be fewer treasures, Armored One, than having the citizens below gaze up in idyllic joy. Which I just love. Yeah. He's so happy that people Thor, are looking at him. Thor even know what half those words mean? No. There is a giant A on the roof. That's maybe... <laughs> on both sides, there's one on the back of the roof, too. What? His parents' names weren't didn't start with an A. The security system thinks Mjolnir is a separate entity, and Thor wants a manservant. Mm. So here's yeah, there we have the thing with the hammer again. Yeah, I actually find this interesting. Yeah. I would love the idea if Mjolnir was sentient. If it was like a, some woman that got turned into a hammer, it's like Thor's long lost wife or something. I would love that, and I also like Stark's very true comment about the manservant when Thor says we need a manservant. Um, yeah, we get and, we get a Jarvis reference in here. No, he says, "You mean like a butler?" After the Avengers Island fiasco, who would want that job? Yeah. Which is very true. Well, that's why there there is no Jarvis in this series. Mm -hmm. In Salem, Agatha Harkness is still stuck in a tree, although Ebony's trying to free her. Oh, I thought Ebony was just scratching his claws. She manages to free herself by possessing Ebony's body. Hawkeye seems to be running a holodeck program where he and someone who seems to be this universe's Grim Reaper are in Argentina when they're attacked by lasers. Now this is interesting. Yeah, there's potential here. And it seems to imply that there was a different version of the Avengers maybe before this version. Well, I got the idea. Well, yes, kind of a not not a superpowered version of the Avengers, but a group of like mercenary. a mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Reaper is hit. Apparently, at first I'm like, did this really happen? Which it apparently did really happen. And then one has to wonder, why are you reliving it? Right. <laughs> what yeah. is the point of this holodeck? And apparently, um, what's his name? The Reaper mentions Zemo, that Zemo is still alive. Yeah. Who I guess maybe we saw in Captain America, because he's mentioned again next issue. Oh, I don't know. Just say, don't you know how important you are to me, Eric? You're my only... And it gets cut off. It's only what? Family? Friend? Lover. Well, the Reaper's first name is Eric. Yeah. Which is the name of the, the, Reaper, the actual Reaper, Grim yeah. Reaper. So, I guess. Um, anyway, Hellcat comes and turns off the holodeck, saying she was also part of that mission and that no one blames Hawkeye for what happened to the Reaper. She was part of that mission too. You just never saw her in it? Just like when the Hulk attacked? <laughs> I also... Yeah, I. Uh, this is fascinating, and I'd like to know more about it, even if it's presented in a completely illogical, weirdo way. Elsewhere, because, I'm sorry, if you had a holodeck, would you use it to relive some of the most traumatic events of your <laughs> I, life? I have I give myself PTSD all over again. Uh, elsewhere, Captain America is at the swordsman's bedside with emergency medical hologram Rob Liefeld. Would, would you say what they have swordsman in is an iron lung or an iron cross? 
I mean, it looks like an iron cross. <laughs> I don't understand what the... Hello, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is about. It totally looks like him. And I also he's, don't... He's just the ghost of this book now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand what's happening. Captain America is telling Swordsman that he thinks that Swordsman is a hero, even though he thinks Swordsman didn't think Captain America thought he was a hero. <laughs> right? Whatever. Everyone in the mansion is startled by loud pounding at the front door. Thor goes to answer it and finds a wounded Wonder Man. Or, mean, or not, since when Thor goes to help him, Wonder Man punches Thor through several rooms. He wasn't wounded. The rest of the team arrives to find Wonder Man's not alone. He's joined by the Enchantress, the Executioner, and Ultron, and they're calling themselves the Lethal Legion. So on the cover, what was Ultron holding? Is that Iron Man's mask? It looks like Iron Man's mask. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is Iron Man's mask. Though so you're right, it Just looks the like the faceplate. It really looks like the Psycho Pirate. Like Psycho Pirate. Uh, and they managed to get past the scanners. This is Ultron 5. Yes. He has spikes on his shoulders now. They managed to... Don't let... So birds can't perch on him. They managed to get past the scanners because they're also joined by the Scarlet Witch. Well, yeah, you could tell that in the other panel because her feet were at the top of the... <laughs> That's so stupid. It's, it's stupid, but yet I also love it because it's like the artist is like, she's floating up there. They right. see her feet. And you didn't really see her and pay attention to it. Yeah. Also, this isn't the Masters of Evil. This is the Lethal Legion. Yes. The Lethal Legion. Sucks. So... What happened to Wanda? What is she wearing? And how did she get so much hair? <laughs> Time passes differently it's almost in down mirrors. her knees. The bullpen bulletins this issue. The Kingpin is coming back in what comic book? Mm. X-Men. Mm. That makes perfect sense for to bring the Kingpin back in X-Men. Well, I mean, Count Nefarious started in the Avengers and then became an X-Men villain. He's now uh, a crime lord in Hong Kong, trying to get the legacy virus cure, if I remember correctly. I thought you were going to say he's trying to get the legacy virus. <laughs> that seems weird. The, How's that going to help him? The editors discuss how they choose letters to publish. Don't make them too long. Don't make them too rambling. Don't put in material they can't print. Aren't all three of those kind of the same thing? The Thor editor said someone sent them pictures uh, of themselves in a Thor costume that they made that looked awesome, but the pictures wouldn't reproduce well in a comic. Yeah. A Star Trek editor got someone who made up an Andorian language, but they couldn't publish it because Paramount said no. Interesting. And after Green Goblin was canceled, someone wrote a letter with so much profanity. <laughs> Apparently every other word. I'm assuming they didn't really want that published. <laughs> yeah. And a prisoner once wrote a letter to editor Marie Javins saying he was getting out of prison soon and was coming to get her booty. Wow, that's frightening. They didn't print that either. Yikes. Uh, they do an editorial profile on Matt Edelson, and they advertise for an unpaid intern. Oh, boy. It's actually an amusing, <laughs> an amusing advertisement, which, which, um, very, which skewers why uh, un, unpaid interns are a bad idea, but they still want one. Wow. And that's issue seven, the last issue. Now we move to issue eight. The last issue. The last um, issue with the old the old creative team, and now we're in issue eight from June of 1997 with the new creative team. But the credits are like halfway through the issue. I was going to say, I don't feel like scrolling through that. The rest of the, this issue and the rest of this series will be written by Walt Simonson. I feel bad for Walt Simonson, who apparently gets to come back, only, only gets to write the Avengers when they want him to clean up a mess. Is this drawn by Paul Ryan? It is penciled by Michael oh, Ryan. Mike Ryan. Okay. Michael Ryan, who I could find almost nothing on. I did find at first, I thought I found him that he had moved to Amsterdam to become a fine artist, but that is not the same man. But there is a Michael Ryan living in Amsterdam doing paintings. 
This Michael Ryan did some work for Marvel, mostly on Runaways, and then worked for Aspen Comics. Uh, he has runs on Cable, Citizen V and the V Battalion, Gen 12, Grifter, Iron Man, New Excalibur, and New X-Men. It is inked by Salim Crawford and... What? Wait, what names are these? Salim Crawf- Crawford and Conrad and Ratmund. Does only one of them get their full name? Are Conrad and Ratmund some kind of a... Like Shields and Yarnell? Yeah. Abbott and Costello. Wow. <laughs> Shields and Yarnell. That's a pool. You've been watching yeah. The Muppet Show. Ah, you knew what I was talking about. Colored by... Is Nathan- it, it Moomachance? <laughs> colored by Nathan Lum. Computer colored by Wildstorm FX. Lettered by Richard Starkings and Comic Craft. We even get a new editor, Eric Stevenson. I guess he was He image. was the editor. He was the editor a couple after No, the, he's not the editor now. The editor now is... Oh, Ra- oh. Rochelle Brizenden. Oh, I thought you were saying Because he was, he was the uh, image editor, wasn't he? He, I believe he still I think is, it was the president or something. Yeah. Well, they used to rotate through who was the president after a while. We start high above the Andes Mountains in Peru. What, before we get started... Okay. What do you think, Paul... Paul, what do you think Walt Simonson thought when he was like, oh, I'm taking over issue eight. Okay, what's happened so far? <laughs> My assumption is that, that he probably read the issues because goodness knows it wouldn't take very long. It read, didn't take me long. <laughs> read all those issues. And and they were like, we need you to get us to a point where we can take them back to the Marvel Universe. And he's like, fine, whatever. I'll try to clean up whatever I can. Okay. It's my assumption. Because he's got to be working over the next five issues to try to make sense of the mess that he was given. Well, here's Mantis with her dark hair now. She's, she's not yes. silver anymore. She's dark hair. High above the Andes Mountains in Peru, Mantis is trying to convince Kang that his destroying the Avengers will not win her love. Kang says he has to destroy them for revenge reasons, but before he can do so, a mysterious intruder appears, and the intruder converts both Kang and Mantis to energy, and I think absorbs that energy. Is Kang, like, going through PT on that first page? He getting some physical therapy? What's up with his knee? I mean, like some pure weird thing on one knee and not the other, and then on his forearm and like on the opposite shoulder. What is, or maybe is he he's plugged in? Is he recharging? Maybe he's trying out new weapons. It's so random on his knee. <laughs> who doesn't have a knee gun? <laughs> so, could you tell who the mysterious silhouette was? Uh, where is it? I'm assuming it's Immortus for some reason, or Doctor Doom. Can you tell who it Did is? Did you read his dialogue? No, I didn't. Read it. Because uh, I have need of the... Is it Loki? Yeah, to me it's clearly Loki. Because he's saying things like, I have need of thee. Yeah. And I think the silhouette looks, it's very... Yeah, the one where you Loki. see his face looks like Loki's jawline and his nose. But you I, can't really see the whole face. And I think we find out later in the issue that it is <clears throat> definitively Loki. I just thought, I was like, I don't know why he's in silhouette, because you guys are making it, to me, making it pretty clear that that is Loki. It's mysterious. Mysterio. Meanwhile, back at the mansion. Back at Avengers Mansion, the battle between the Avengers and the Lethal Legion continues. Thor is angry. Hellcat is angry at the Scarlet Witch. The Asgardians are talking ever more ridiculously, and Cap is forging the heroes into working as a team. Forging the heroes into a team. That's a better way of saying that, right? (laughs) It's a little more concise. Oi. The Avengers triumph, but not before the Enchantress and Scarlet Witch escape. They zapped Ultron and he went, squee! Which is my favorite. <laughs> it's to be to be fair. It's a more interesting uh, fight than a lot of what we've seen. Like there's actual things happening. There are some tactics being used. It's a little more controlled visually. I really like when um, who has that gun? I think it's Executioner. 
Oh, it's a, so Captain America is is fighting Ultron, and one of the the automatic defense weapons oh, right, in the Avengers yard pops up, out of the yard. Pops up yeah. and it shoots through Ultron and Cap is standing behind him, and he reflects it with his shield. So it shoots through Ultron, hits Cap's shield, and it shoots right back, back through, through him Ultron. Again. I love that. That's the kind of the kind of strategy I've been missing. I mean, visually, you can't tell that. You have to read the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to show that. The team is unsure what to do with the prisoners, and Cap doesn't love Thor's idea of just killing them. <laughs> Thor always wants to just kill everybody. This is a much more Viking Thor. Yeah. Cap decides to call S.H.I.E.L.D., but that turns out to be unnecessary as Nick Fury shows up, aware of what happened. His agents take the villains into custody. Fury and Cap spar about the vision, and then Cap asks to interrogate some baddies he captured in his own comic, and Fury agrees. Okay, that explains why we see all these people. Yes. Like some AIM guys and Zemo and MODOK. Yes, and on the helicarrier... Again, I'm just going to say Loki appears and reduces MODOK to energy, just like he did Kang and Mantis. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere on the helicarrier, Dr. Pym is still stuck in the Vision's body. I think he's been here since issue four. And he's calling himself Ant-Man now. I, no one else has referred to him as Ant-Man. He says, Ant-Man, ha, huh, more like Microbe Man. Wait, are we watching Pym go crazy? And <laughs> I'm assuming that, again, this is Walt Simonson being like, look, he's Ant-Man. Now he looks like uh, Scarlet Centurion. <laughs> he kind of does. Co cosplaying as the Tick. You're not wrong. I would like the how he has heavy armor over most of his parts of his body, but not over his abs. Right. How would you see them? Exactly. Dr. Pym has made it to the Vision's head in his quest to find out what's wrong with the synthesoid, and indeed, the Vision's brain is buzzing. I guess. I don't know what that's supposed to be showing us. Is something missing? Is something swelling? I don't know what that is. Well, we don't really know what that is, uh, and Dr. Pym hooks into the Vision's brain, and something in there shocks him. And either he faints from the reveal or he's knocked unconscious by some kind of neural feedback. Maybe he's dead. Could be. <laughs> we just don't know. Meanwhile, Cap and Fury have gone to the helicarrier for the aforementioned prisoner questioning, only to find that the prisoners have vanished. Fury is not happy. Fury really does look like he's going to beat this, this S.H.I.E.L.D. agent uh, who he holds responsible. <laughs> and Cap says, remember what happened to Patton for striking a soldier? And then Fury immediately changes his tune and is still yelling at him, but doesn't seem like he's going to beat him anymore. I guess we're supposed to imply from that that... No, I wouldn't imply that. That both of them were around during World War II, but you, you could just know about Patton. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. and I, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, was not around during World War II. Mm -hmm. Did you see the movie, Patton? I did, actually. <laughs> uh, Captain America points out that Zemo's shackles are still locked, and he doesn't think the prisoners did this themselves. <laughs> my, I have like every time someone gets zapped away, I don't understand. Like he didn't like the shackles didn't get zapped away, but the person and their clothes did. Like, yeah, is that just because Loki can select what's being? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming he could. It's not just like I can only affect organic material. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna take what I need. I to don't take. need the manacles. They're not giving me whatever it is I'm getting yeah. out of this. I'm not really <laughs> just, sure what he's getting. Just funny to me. Uh, and Cap is also curious about Kang and Mantis, which seems, in, to some, to, on one hand, seems a little convenient that he's asking about them in the issue where they've just been reduced to energy. But also, it seems so like something Cap would follow up on. Where are these people I fought? What happened to them? Agatha Harkness, still in the body of Ebony, is rushing toward Avengers HQ to warn them when she's blasted unconscious by another mysterious assailant. I'm guessing Loki, but I have no idea. It might well, not be. I'm assuming it's one of these people. Oh, that's that's a good the the new bad guys. I don't know which one, but inside Avengers headquarters, Hawkeye and Thor are whining about having to clean up from the fight. 
while Hellcat mocks them, when they get attacked again, this time by the Masters of Evil, consisting of the Black Knight, Radioactive Man, Whirlwind, Claw, and Melter. Interesting that Black Knight is the... looks like the original Black Knight. Yes. The old armor. And Radioactive Man looks the same, except he's got some high-tech belt on for some reason. He always looks the same. And and boots. But, like, everyone seems like they have too much stuff on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Whirl, is... Whirlwind looks like some sort of insect now with the way they have this, the gauntlets and the face mask thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what claws. Claw usually has that, that, that cone. Yeah. His... But now it looks like he just has a bionic, but not a bionic hand, like a bionic claw, which I guess fits his name, but... It's a little weird. And he looks like he has one of those speed helmets, like um, Olympic uh, bicycle swear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Loki shows up in the cell of the Executioner and Wonder Man, and the Executioner is convinced Loki has come to help them. Loki says that's not the case and turns them into energy, too. The end. The end. Bullpen bulletins. Stan Soapbox is back. What? Stan's been in Hollywood for the few years, but he missed comics, so he's back. The new soapbox is going to be Stan answering questions about anything Marvel-related. Comics, movies, shows, video games, anything. Write in now, and if he answers your letter, you get a no prize. That's dumb. You excited? Nope. You should write in. <laughs> I don't think that would turn out well. <laughs> you don't think Stanley's going to answer your questions anymore? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> they welcome three new editors who will be working on publications for younger readers, including a comic called The Mighty Spideys. I don't think that ever happened. I don't know. Couldn't find any evidence of it. Never heard of it. Uh, Devil Dinosaur is getting a one-shot, and they profiled Joe Kelly. You can't hear me shrug, but (laughs) who were the three new editors? You didn't write them down? Yeah, it doesn't matter. if they're still around? I've never heard of them, uh, as I've never heard of the Mighty Spideys. Hmm. Though I like the idea, and it does rhyme. Do you like the idea? I do like the idea. What's the idea? The idea is you have (laughs) multiple Spideys, and they're mighty. I don't know if that's the idea. Mm. We are now halfway through Heroes Reborn. Oh, more than that. Well, just over halfway through Heroes Two Reborn. Two thirds of the way. We only we have five more issues. I thought it was twelve. There's thirteen issues. Oh, okay. But we won't be going into in depth on thirteen. Okay. Because it is a Wildstorm crossover that I find basically oh. incomprehensible because oh. I don't read Wildstorm comics. You find it more incomprehensible than this series so far? At least I can recognize the characters in this well, series. That's true. Sort of. So, I mean, the good thing is they usually put their name by them when they introduce them the first time. <laughs> well, and the Masters of Evil were nice enough to introduce themselves. Yeah, yeah. Now we have Walt Simonson on to try to, to, try to clean this up. But unfortunately, he, there's a lot of things he's not going to touch on because he doesn't care and they're not his plot points. Yeah, like anything that even has tried to be established thus far, aside from quote-unquote Ant-Man being inside Vision, is like done now. Nobody cares. Enchantress is the mom of Scarlet Witch, probably never going to come up again. Yeah. The whole thing with Hawkeye knowing a Grim Reaper dude and having some, nope, nobody's going to care. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And again, I would love to see some of them. I wish. <laughs> Who's Hellcat? I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be curious to see, because I don't remember exactly what gets cleaned up in these last few issues and what doesn't, because I know he does deal with a couple of things. One of the things he deals with is why Thor is so much more violent hmm. and arrogant in this comic than normal. And why he speaks sometimes really, really silly. The Asgardian speech that Jeff Loeb and Jim Valentino gave Thor is often Shakespearean to a silly degree. Yeah. So I know he cleans up that, at least, the Thor part, but I don't remember about all the stuff. I'm thinking he might touch on a few of the other plot points. Of course Walt Simonson cleans up the Thor stuff. Probably the only (laughs) character he cared about in the book. 
Do you think that's why he took it? Why he was willing to do it? When they're like, will you come on and do this? And he was like, I don't know. And they're like, you get to write Thor. Thor's on the team. And he's not a frog. (laughs) Hey, he likes Thor Frog. He made Thor Frog. (laughs) He did make Throg. (sighs) Jason. So we've got two more episodes of this, I believe. Okay, if you say so. And then our big uh, volume two retrospective. (laughs) I think it's like six parts. Uh, I'll have to have some guest stars for that. What if we did that? I think people would just would all they'd all unsubscribe and throw their phones into the trash we're gonna have a retrospective that's longer than the actual yes <laughs> number of episodes we did yeah uh, probably well, at least it's quick yeah and i'm excited for volume three um yeah until we get to the chuck austin years that's so far in the future <laughs> that i can't be bothered to worry about it now the jeff john years Jeff Johns years. I don't hate the Jeff Johns years. No, they're not bad. It's, uh, I don't think they're years either. I think it's the Jeff Johns like two story arcs. Yeah, I think it's the same with Chuck Austin, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't stick around for too long. I told you the story about when I had been out of comics for a while and I went to my first uh, Philadelphia, the Wizard World Philly and I wanted to get sketches done by some people and one of the first people I asked for a sketch was Jeff Johns because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> did he do a sketch? He did. He drew a Green Lantern for me. Was, was it good? I was is... getting everybody to do Green Lanterns. He like laughed. At, I forget who he was sitting next to because I had him do one too. And they're like, I laughed, and then he drew it. And the guy was like, that's not bad. (laughs) And I was thinking, why are you telling him it's not bad? Like, he's a comic guy, right? They should all know how to draw stuff. He's like, as he was drawing, he was telling me, like, he hadn't drawn Green Lantern since college or something. And I was like, well, that's crazy. Like, I thought you were on this book. (laughs) No idea. You didn't say that part out loud, did did you? No, no, I hadn't. Yeah, I had been out of comics for like six, seven years at that point. It's kind of funny. It's also cool to see Jeff Johns do a little bit of Marvel work. I wish that he would have yeah. maybe stayed over. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this when we get to his issues. Because I, I didn't dislike them, but I, I don't think I love them either. Yeah, he <clears> seems <throat> like he's always just... He's just Mr. DC. Just a DC guy, yeah. And now he is because he's their chief creative officer. Chief... Is he? Is they he made, like one step below Jim Lee? Yeah, I think they gave him one of those stupid titles that doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> There's a bunch of letters in it. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? We should do that for us. Oh, we should. What, was your, what would your title be? Uh, Got to be some sort of executive director of something, right? <laughs> and then you can be the chairman of some sort of... Chairman of plot summaries. Yeah. But that's what I actually do, and it needs to be something that's ridiculous that oh, no one actually does. the executive director of humorous asides. <laughs> <laughs> you're the collector's agent i am the collector's agent reel it in that cash uh are we done can yeah. we go i gotta get some dinner yeah all right thanks for listening everybody volume two is almost over i swear uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh our email address is avenginghour at gmail.com and you can find us on instagram at the avenging hour thanks for listening everybody address is avenginghour at gmail.com and you can find us on instagram at the avenging hour thanks for listening everybody